It's time for InsureTalk with insurance industry tech geek and Guidewire chief evangelist, Laura Drabik. In this podcast series, we don't just talk about innovative ideas in PNC insurance. We talk with industry trailblazers about the big ideas they made happen and how they did it. If you're looking for insights on the trends and technologies reshaping the industry, an all-new InsureTalk starts now. Welcome to InsureTalk. My name is Laura Drabik, and I'm the Chief Evangelist at Guidewire. In this episode, I have the privilege of interviewing Mark Garrett, Director of Insurance Intelligence for J.D. Power. The topic of our conversation today is the J.D. Power Property Claim Satisfaction Survey, which measures satisfaction with the property claims experience among insurance customers who have filed a claim for property damages in the past year. A combination of catastrophic weather events, rising costs, and longer cycle time of strained customer satisfaction as captured in the 2023 survey. Specifically, average claim cycle time grew to 22 days, four days longer than 2022, while insurers who leverage digital tools and human contact points to proactively manage customer expectations received high marks. Those that force customers who prefer phone or in-person interactions into using digital channels saw satisfaction levels drop 60 to 70 points lower than among customers who could interact both digitally and via phone. With the 2024 Property Claim Satisfaction Survey just weeks away, we're revisiting key learnings from last year's study and insights into what we can expect in this year's report. Hello, Mark. Welcome to InsureTalk. Thank you so much, Laura. Great to be here. Looking forward to our conversation today. So am I. So to start things off, Mark, are we looking at a February release for the 2024 Property Claim Satisfaction Survey? And are there any tidbits you can share with us about its findings? Well, a couple of things I can comment on. We do field this continuously throughout the year. So I don't have the final data set yet, but I can tell you from the early initial waves that we've already released, unfortunately, you know, things are not getting any better for insurance companies. We've seen catastrophic losses continuing to really just wreak havoc on the industry. I think the first half of calendar year 23, we've seen the highest levels of cat losses in the last couple of decades. So we're seeing things that impacted last year's results continue and essentially even getting worse. So you comment on cycle time being up, one of our kind of lead storylines. Well, that's even elongating further. So add a couple more days to that, which just ultimately creates a lot of challenges for carriers. We've seen satisfaction essentially, again, we're not done with all of our fielding, but through the first two waves, down another six points from an industry overall perspective. Wow. Elongating cycle times. That's disheartening to hear because that's what technology is about. It's about reducing cycle times. But let's explore that further. For listeners who may not be familiar with it, J.D. Power's U.S. Property Claim Satisfaction Survey measures, well, satisfaction with the property claims experience among more than 5,000 insurance customers who have filed a claim for property damages during the preceding year. And they do it across five factors. And those factors are settlement, claim servicing, first notice of loss, estimation processes, and repair processes. So Mark, what about each of these five factors help your researchers understand overall satisfaction as well as challenges and emerging opportunities for insurers? Yeah, so really our approach was try to be as holistic as we could in covering the claim process. So we really broke it down to really following the customer journey and we take it all the way through being made whole and having your repairs completed. Often customers view that as the claim being completed. 
completed. Yes, certainly payment can be a key milestone, but often there's multiple payments. That last payment may not come till everything's been completed and they're validating the work's done. So we really view the whole experience. So as you mentioned, right, it starts with reporting the claim and how critical it is to kind of set the context, express empathy, show concern, let a customer know, you know, how this claim is going to unfold. A lot of customers, this is brand new to them. You know, you don't have a lot of homeowners claims throughout your life. And so we really try to get in depth around each one of those touch points that you just mentioned. And that really helps us to identify, okay, where are their strengths and weaknesses in this process? A common one we see nowadays is just the availability of reps. I think staffing levels have just had continued pressure, certainly with the loss ratios like they've been. There's a lot of downward pressure on costs right now in the industry. And COVID didn't help. Great resignation time periods. I mean, there's still staffing challenges and you get cat losses impact in the industry. So adjusters have high caseloads. So being available, being responsive to customers, that's where we can really highlight, you know, by having a real in-depth metric holistically across all the experiences, we can find, okay, here's areas where there's challenges. You know, in terms of emerging opportunities, we always try to refine this content, certainly to adjust for digital processes that continue to evolve. We often solicit feedback directly from the industry. We hear it just in conversations we have, conferences we attend. So we're always trying to follow the industry and make sure our survey instrument reflects some of those changes that we're seeing. Yeah, you said two really important things that I wanted to highlight here. And first of all, I really appreciate that you follow and so would insurers, the end-to-end customer journey. In particular, once the repairs are finalized and finished, it's really important to understand that experience after the repairs have been done, have they been made whole? So number one. And number two, you hit on something so incredibly important, which is I think we tend to forget because and we live insurance every day, but the majority of our population doesn't. And this is their first time having a claim. So it's important to have these support systems, whether they be human or some type of messaging or technological approach. But the thing that we need to understand is the perspective of the consumer. And this is all new to them. Would you agree? And you see carriers understanding that or is this new to them? I would say the carriers that understand that the best excel in our studies. So we conduct claims research in the auto side and property claims. We also have a digital experience study. And the one thing I will say across the two studies that we have awards in, the award winner in both of those studies leads the industry in this expressing empathy, showing concern at that first notice of loss, which ultimately I think is one of the most critical periods in the claim. That's when you put the customer at ease, let them know you've got things covered, explain the process, but also have some empathy toward them and their situation and what they're going through. And the brands that separate the most from the industry, they are the award winners in both of those studies. Excellent point. Thank you for adding that. So Mark, does the 2024 study follow the same factors that we just outlined? Absolutely. That model has been in place for quite a long period of time. We've tweaked a few things, but I think these studies launched back in 07, 08, and we've tried to stay true to that model through most of the history of the study. Yes. Makes sense. So the PNC industry has been investing heavily in digital solutions that streamline the claims process for customers and claimants while reducing costs and definitely improving efficiency for carriers. But on the surface, longer cycle times and the dropping customer satisfaction scores suggest those investments may not be meeting customer needs. J.D. Power's findings actually tell a more complex story, one that's partly about the post-pandemic business environment 
and partly about how digital technologies are and surprisingly are not used to optimal effect. And I have to say, there are some important insights here for insurers. So listen to this. Starting with those average cycle times, which as I mentioned, are four days longer than the year before. According to the study, those increases were driven by the severity of damage and continued delays in getting the materials needed for repairs. Mark, walk us through the causes of these shifts and how did the post-pandemic supply chain issues really compound the availability of materials? Certainly, we saw some big shifts. The pandemic was really a key turning point. I think the obvious one there is just the simple shutting down a lot of production. We saw that impact both on the automotive side, certainly on the property side, availability of materials, parts, and both of those experiences were strained. On the auto side specifically, we also saw a lot of the just availability of staffing and shortages really impact a lot of the shops. So the repair facilities had huge backlogs and we're still living some of that today. That's the real unfortunate thing is that some of these are having a really long-tailed impact. We're seeing customers taking four to five weeks just to even get their vehicle into a repair facility. In a very similar world on the property side, so you're seeing shortages of materials. We see a lot of hail claims come through, so a lot of roofs get impacted, gutters, and there was some pretty severe limitations of those materials being available. So part of that's having a big impact. And the fact that we're seeing this increase in CAD events is also, I think, stressing that system where there used to be more peaks and valleys and just that CAT situations would ebb and flow a little bit, where now some region of the country is almost constantly being impacted by some CAT where you've got to get resources to. And that can also have a big strain on the variability of contractors and materials as well. That's surprising. Four to five weeks to get a car scheduled into repairs. But let's yeah. let's focus on the property side here. The shortage of materials, and you mentioned claims with hail and et cetera, roofs and gutters, et cetera, with cat losses. How are you mitigating if you don't have the materials? Are you seeing more claims arise out of the damage that hasn't yet been repaired because of the shortage? That's a big driver of why it's just taking longer, I think, to get through this process as well. You may have a week or so built in of just just a new delay of just waiting to source these materials. And that's really what's impacting both of our claims experiences. One is parts availability on the auto side, getting into a shop. Well, that's adding several weeks to that cycle time. We've seen big growth in customers saying their claims are taking 30, 40 days. We hadn't really seen that historically. I think it's more common on the property side. You know, you have a much broader range of damages and severity on property. As you'd expect, a lot more can be impacted in a home where vehicles are, I think, a little bit more straightforward. So you've got just this broad scope and then and because you need so many different materials that get impacted there, a lot of these things have this compounding impact. I think that's why we've even seen cycle time, as I mentioned, in our most recent results continue to elongate. We've just picked up a couple more days. And that, of course, relates to increased costs for the carrier. Is that something that you've also seen increase? Certainly on, on the vehicle side, we're seeing costs go up, but also on the property side. All of these metrics have been, I think, up double digits when you look at the cost. I think I was just reading something recently that said, if you look pre-COVID to today, some of those replacement costs, it's alarming to see the percent increase was like 40% or something. You know, just the cost of materials in building back these damages are up considerably. Yeah. And the other big shift was this was the first year J.D. Power has ever seen declining use of digital claims reporting, which was surprising to me. But as you've said, this wasn't necessarily due to a waning interest or the ability of policyholders to report FNOL via digital channels. Instead, it was driven by the increase in severity. So as you put it, and I quote, lower severity claims are more likely to be reported digitally. That makes sense. But why do you think this is so? 
as severity increases, there's just more range of damage that can happen. I think it's just more prone for customers to have questions. So we see at baseline, less customers reporting digitally and property than we do auto. Auto gets a little bit more straightforward. Get in an accident, you know, you, you just go use their direct repair partners. On the property side, they want to talk to somebody, get that peace of mind. I don't think a lot of people have a real solid grasp of how their coverage works. So the customers just want to talk to somebody. So the fact that we saw that tick down a little bit, I think that was just a driver of the fact that there's more severe claims, there's more catastrophic losses, which, you know, it's hard to want to report that through a digital means. Often you may need some immediate services, you know, someone to come out right away. So I think you also want that peace of mind and just talk to someone real quick and have an explanation of how their coverage works. Yeah, what you say makes absolute sense. And you're speaking to someone who was a former catastrophe adjuster many, many years ago. And you're spot on. When handling property cat claims, just being there in person really helped put people at ease that someone was paying attention to them, was listening to them, guiding them through the process. I mean, I don't think anything could replace that experience. And remember, these were hail hits on a roof. It wasn't like it was total loss of a home, but they still wanted to chat and be reassured that we were taking care of that process. And it's your home, right? I mean, so it's a lot of disruption to have your home impacted. <laughs> and I think one of the shifts, just to elaborate on that point too, is that I think that COVID, I think, ushered in kind of a new perspective to consider theirs because now customers were at home. Yeah. And we're seeing lingering impacts of that because now a lot more people work from home. So you're living more of that disruption, which I think is putting more of a laser focus on, okay, how long is this taking? Because now I'm in my home working. So you're feeling more of that pain of these cycle times being elongated. Yeah, excellent point. So Mark, do you have any insight also on why the reduced use of digital for submitting photos used for estimates? A point to clarify there is where we saw the reduction was when customers said the photos were used to estimate and pay the claim. So we have a follow-up question where we first ask, you know, at any point, did you submit photos? But then we ask, you know, how were those photos used? They can say they were used to estimate, pay the claim, or they can say, but no, I needed somebody to come out in person to inspect the damages. So where we've seen the shift is that, you know, more insurance companies using these photos more to triage the claims, you know, get a quick read on, okay, understand the damages a little bit better, make sure they get the right type of adjuster out there, understand maybe the, the cause of loss a little bit, what they're dealing with. So the intent may not even be to estimate and pay the claim off of it. So that's been a little bit of a shift that the photo usage is getting expanded and it's serving some different purposes as well. Awesome. Such great information. When we come back after this short break, we'll continue our conversation with Mark Garrett, Director of Insurance Intelligence for J.D. Power, so stay tuned. Digging in Talk with Laura Drabik? Be sure to subscribe on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, rate the show on Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. Now, let's get back to the show. And welcome back to InsureTalk. This is Laura Drabik, and I'm talking with Mark Garrett, Director of Insurance Intelligence for J.D. Power. Mark, before we continue with more insights from the 2023 Property Satisfaction Survey, what can you share with us about the survey's origins? I think we started in 99. So we're coming up on 24th, almost the 25th year of us doing research, publishing results in the space. We started with the auto insurance study. And over time, we've always had interest because we ask people about the claims component in that relationship study. So that's more of a relationship-based study, right? Tell us how about you feel about the insurer. We're asking about pro 
pricing and billing and policy coverages and all that. We always had a claims component. There was just such an interest over time, even from the early days, like tell us more about that claims experience. I mean, it's the one time the customer is really using insurance. Once you have a claim, it's the single most important driver of the way you view that carrier. And what's really interesting is it's almost regardless of how long ago that claim was. So that's how important it is to deliver on using the product. I think we launched this study in 2007. And that was really just a need from the industry. We worked with the industry pretty in depth. I led a lot of those efforts. So I had a lot of one-on-one conversations. We had a lot of webcast meetings with clients as well, just getting input on what the industry would like to see us do. And as well as obviously talk to consumers to find out what are the points that really differentiate when experience goes good or bad. Yeah. Excellent point. Single most important driver. And it doesn't matter how long ago you had the claim. It's how the policyholder or claimant will judge you. It's just what the satisfaction level was on that claim. Wow. Absolutely. Memories are long, right? right. (laughs) Especially a product that you don't use that often, right? Exactly. I mean, people just don't have claims that often. So it's like, this is what I've been paying my policy for over all these years. I mean, it's so critical to get that experience right. Yeah. Again, excellent, excellent point. We don't do this very often. And the fact that it is, is such a memorable experience because it's the only time that we get to actually use our insurance that we've been paying for the product. And I can't tell you how often I hear in doing our one-on-one feedback, talking to customers, how often I hear the recurring theme of quantifying how long I've been paying for insurance and the amount I pay is like a consistent theme I hear. So people will calculate it, right? I have all these products with them. I give them so many thousands of dollars. And yet I feel like they were nickel and diming me to cover like a difference in a labor rate because I wanted to use my own shop. Mm. Or my total loss, they didn't want to give me that extra thousand dollars that looked like what the market was calling for. You know, it happens on the property side as well. It's like they get really frustrated by that because they know how much they're paying for their insurance over, you, know, you talk about the lifetime value of someone and that comes up quite a bit. Yeah. And I think flexibility is important here. And again, working for a carrier, one of the things that we wanted to make sure is to address this point. If you were a longtime policyholder, it was really important to make sure that we didn't nickel and dime because of exactly what you just said, understanding that they're quantifying their experience with the carrier. And we would really be flexible on that point. In the 2023 survey, you found that the longer cycle times we've been discussing led to more customers contacting their insurers for information. And I've always advocated for carriers to manage customer expectations through proactive status updates. So proactively answering their most likely questions to reduce the need for customers to call with requests for information and making the right representatives immediately available when questions do arise. Now, Guidewire, we accomplished this for our carriers by integrating conversational platforms with our claim center solution. From your survey findings, why is this kind of proactive omni-channel customer management so crucial for improving customer satisfaction, especially in a protracted repair cycle? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great question because it's something we also spend a lot of time talking about. I certainly agree with your assessment there of, I mean, the carriers are often the best people to know why are customers calling us. They have that data. Talk to, you know, your claim staff your call center folks. Understand why are they calling? Because often it's surprising how often you hear it's just for routine status updates. Where's the payment? Where am I in the process? Really basic questions getting asked. And that ultimately is just a frustration point for customers, especially if they're chasing down, doing more of that work, then they're getting updated. If it's not proactive or they have to drive a lot of those questions and queries, and that's one of the biggest drags on the experience. So certainly agree that this is a crucial step in the process. I think more so today, given that we talk about these long 
cycle times. Ultimately, what that means is there's a longer period to not be clear on what may be happening. So I think carriers are challenged because you got to figure out, you know, what are the points in time we want to communicate? And then also the content of those updates, right? What's actually in the update? There's a big difference between being able to have some two-way back and forth if I'm texting and asking questions or even emailing is a lot different than I get an automated alert that may link me to a self-service portal. I got to go online or an app or, you know, some situations you see is, oh, and then log in with the special pin we also sent you in a separate email. And then they got to track that down. They may not even be able to find it or it may not be apparent. We've heard that feedback from customers. So it can be frustrations along the way, which is why I think, yes, it's critical to be proactive, get customers the information, but then also have that right mix of what are you telling them? What's the content? How frequently are you doing it? I mean, there's a lot to get right in that process, which I think is why, you know, many carriers still struggle with some of the communication. Yeah. And it sounds like for carriers listening, you want to be proactive. You want to be seamless with your communication. Be careful of your content, make it valuable to the consumer, and then make sure you get the right frequency. Mm -hmm. So judging from the property satisfaction survey findings, how important do you think it is for carriers to establish large partner ecosystems so that they can rapidly launch additional omni-channel or digital capabilities for policyholders when business dynamics or customer needs change suddenly? That can be a real key advantage, I think. The speed of getting some of these things implemented can be a differentiator. Quickly scaling you know, new digital solutions, that can be a competitive advantage. I think everyone's looking at incorporating digital, and a lot of times it could be on the back end. It may not always be customer-facing. I mean, we just hear there's so much change happening in the industry right now. So I think having more of those either off the shelf or, you know, like you said, something offered through a broader ecosystem that can be implemented quicker certainly can help there. Things that we're hearing a lot about is you know using AI kind of overlays on photos, having access to, to some of those tools or incorporating even telematics data into that first notice loss process. We hear about getting sentiment off of what customers are telling you. All these different options of technology having such a big impact and just trying to triaging and moving things along. So certainly that can be a big advantage to have things to rapidly deploy. Good insight here. Can you elaborate on how are some of the carriers using telematics in first notice of loss? Things we hear about, I think that there are some variations in what they're doing. I think something I recently heard was just using it to kind of confirm some of the details. They'll see where they'll have, you know, some of that information tagged on maybe where the vehicle was turn they're making, they can track some of the movement speeds, but just kind of using that as a confirmation. It's not needing to get every little detail, you know, in the customer explaining. So really reducing some of the time and effort needed on those statements they're making, for example. Now you can just ask more confirming questions to help move that along quickly because you've got some of that data available. That's one example I've heard where that's being implemented. Another finding pointed to some good intel for carriers, which is forcing digital on customers who have indicated a preference for interacting with the insurer via phone or in-person channels results in lower satisfaction levels. In fact, they were 60 to 70 points lower, as we mentioned earlier, than among customers who received a phone call for things like a repair estimate or a status update. Claims modernization, as you know, is not just about all digital all the time. Insurers need to be omni-channel and claims just as much as in distribution, and then they need to manage claims through the channels each policyholder prefers. So in your work on the 2024 survey, is your sense that carriers have addressed this issue? Tough to say. I'd say we're seeing mixed results would be my answer to that. I think some carriers are doing a little bit better at integrating those two touch points. In both of our main studies, we ask customers their preference for dealing with people versus digital. And that's what really creates some interesting analysis that you're really speaking to here, where you have this idea that a customer will tell us they want 
to deal with people more, but it's just finding a, but when they're strongly pushed or suggested to use these digital channels, that that can create some of the disconnect. But we do find if, if customers want digital, I would say, by and large, that process is going well. We see really high scores from customers who want digital and are able to stay in digital channels and execute a lot of the claim. Where we see the opportunities are when they do want more of that personal involvement. I think that's where digital still has some opportunities where you say omni-channel is really important. You need to have ways out of digital channels, reaching reps if you do have questions about stuff. And I think that's where you see some of those challenges. Wanting to opt in and out of channels and kind of resolve an experience can be a challenge. Great. Thanks, Mark. On the other side of this break, we'll continue the conversation. So don't go anywhere. Loving Insure Talk with Laura Drabik? For more expert insights and inspiration, subscribe to Laura's email newsletter at drabikdigest.com, your one-stop resource for Laura's latest blog posts, videos, podcasts, articles, and more. That's www.drabikdigest.com. Now let's get back to the show. And welcome back. This is Insure Talk with Laura Drabik, and we're talking with Mark Garrett, Director of Insurance Intelligence for J.D. Power. So in its 2023 Property Claim Satisfaction Survey, J.D. Power ranked Guidewire Claim Center customer Erie Insurance number one in customer satisfaction. They scored 912 on J.D. Power's 1,000-point scale. That's 38 points higher than the industry average in customer satisfaction with the 2023 Home Insurance Claims Experience. When looking at the 2023 survey data, what propelled Erie to the top of the rankings? Yeah, well, I think a couple of things that really set Erie apart from the industry. You know, I looked at some areas where, where are they like the strongest performer? And a couple of things they do is one, they simplify, I think, the handoffs and the touch points in the claim, which we really can see a big driver of frustration. If you have three, four handoffs and different reps coming in and out to handle different components of the claim, that can be frustrating for a customer. You know, you get the sharing of information. Am I repeating myself, asking the same thing? You know, is it clear who I need to be contacting? A lot of those issues can arise when there's multiple touch points. So Erie is one of the industry leaders that's simplifying those touch points, keeping a consistent main touch point for a customer. And ultimately it helps in those elements I just mentioned, less repeating of information. It's clear who they need to contact. But then the other area that they really excel is they lead the industry in limiting the customer needing to chase down information, drive those contact points that we just talked about. Are they calling the company? Are they looking for the information or is it being pushed to them? So Erie is the best at limiting the customers needing to go look for that information. I mean, kind of the last point here would be, you know, we stress the importance of the claim reporting, right? That first notice of loss. And again, where they really excel from the industry is putting that customer at ease, expressing concern in that process, but then also explaining it to them, letting them know the next steps, letting them know here's the way this claim is going to unfold. So really managing expectations, doing it with a real empathetic point of view. And then, as I mentioned, really, you know, limiting some of those other issues of multiple reps. We've also seen growth in their digital kind of integration, getting more people using email and texting. So like Communicating through digital channels is also a way that they've improved the experience. So I think there's a lot of things that have driven them to that top spot. Yeah, that makes sense. We actually had Erie on the show. They kicked off our last season and they actually touched upon many of the points that you touched on and in particular, how they humanize the claims experience. It's really important to them to provide human supported service. So Mark, as you look towards the 2024 US Property Claims Satisfaction Survey and beyond, what advice then would you give carriers seeking to rank number one in customer satisfaction in 2025 or 2030? 
There's a lot of stuff that we just talked about today here. So part of it is consistently replay this message back and listen to the insights we're providing. Now, <laughs> I would also say on the technology side, I think that it really is becoming such a differentiator. And what customers expect out of technology is it's going to be efficient. It's going to make processes simpler and it's going to make things quicker. I mean, that's just their expectation, I think, when they use these channels. And it doesn't always deliver on that expectation. So I think making sure that these processes, it is more seamlessly integrated What's moving the claim along that whenever people get kicked out of these channels, it's real frustration points. As I mentioned, you know, if I submit photos, but then still need to arrange for an appraisal in person anyway, that's a frustration point. You know, are things clear? We talked about some examples with the digital status updating, you know, are they getting the information they want? Everything we talked about there. So I think there's still some bumps along that digital road that need to be ironed out. I think that's certainly a key one because a lot of carriers are looking at technology. But I think that the main points I think we touched on here would be, you know, setting up the claim, right? How important that first notice of loss is. But then, you know, this idea that that personal element you touched on, right? Being empathetic throughout the claim, giving customers options, but really having that human element. Because I think the other real frustration point we hear a lot about is just playing voicemail, phone tag, trying to reach somebody. So anything that can be done to just eliminate the need for those calls, because it's challenging. Reps just aren't sitting around waiting to answer the phone immediately whenever customers call. So I think those are also key areas. Just get your arms around communicating with customers. Yeah, that makes sense. And again, just speaking from experience, you're right. Claims adjusters aren't waiting around for calls because they're working on so many other claims at the same time, trying to deliver top-notch service. And you even mentioned as well, the staffing level issues. Mm -hmm. So the carrier getting ahead of that with being proactive with their messaging is incredibly important. So on a more personal level, 2024 will mark your 20th year at JD Power. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Man, time flies. I've that it does. And so much experience in that last 20 years between JD Power and uh, a prior experience at DTE Energy. You've got decades of experience across utility, automotive, mortgage broker, and of course, insurance industries. As a psychology graduate and a former member of the soccer team at Madonna University in Michigan, inquiring minds want to know what skills in sports and psychology do you find most useful in rooting out insights to help carriers improve the customer experience. The interest in psychology, I think, is just rooted in just having a real natural curiosity to understand human behavior, kind of drivers of you know why people do what they do. I think going into more of a market research, understanding consumer behavior is really a natural extension of that. You know, soccer is an interesting experience. Played that my whole life, still play today. I think that really, like a lot of sports, really creates some of that determination, drive. You see the benefits of putting in that hard work. I think some of those foundational drivers get developed playing sports, you know, certainly as you advance through higher levels. So those have certainly helped me in my career researching the customer experience. Mark, thank you so much for your time today and for your incredible insights. You've shown us it's not just about ideas, it's about making ideas happen. Yeah, thanks again, Laura. This is great being here today. Tune in next time for an all new episode of Insure Talk with Laura Drabik, brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. For more information, visit guidewire.com.